0: Hi, my name is Devin Blankenbiller, and I'm one of the pastors here at Abundant Life Church. And uh, we're in a series called Better Relationships. And you know, I think most of us desire better relationships in our lives. I think most of us wake up in the morning hoping that things will be good with our spouses and our children. Most people don't wake up in the morning and say, man, I hope my coworker's really annoyed with me, or I hope I get in a fight with my neighbor. Most of us don't do that. Most of us believe that when our relationships are better, that we're gonna have better joy, better peace in our lives. I believe from a kingdom standpoint that as I have better relationships with people around me, I'm gonna reflect the good news of Jesus better to people around me. I think this is why Jesus said, people will know us that we are followers of Jesus by the way that we love others. That's John 13, 35, right? And so we desire to have good relationships. We desire to follow Jesus. But it's hard to do. And I'm here to tell you today that's very expensive, right? To truly have good relationships. It's costly. It's expensive. Not with monopoly money, right? Not even with real money. But I use that word expensive because we know what it feels like to walk into a store to want to buy something and we say that cost is just a little too high for me. I don't know if I want to spend the money. Or, man, this is going to cost a lot and i got to save up for it and it's going to be a little painful, but it's going to be worth it even though it's expensive. Listen, having healthy, better relationships, it's expensive. Following Jesus, it's expensive. And you might ask yourself, what is the cost of having better relationships? What is the cost of following Jesus? It's actually the same thing. The cost is giving up of yourself, right? That's right, following Jesus and loving other people, pouring into other people's lives, right? Doing everything you can to have healthy relationships, that costs giving up yourself, laying down your life for other people. And that's very expensive, right? Why is that expensive? Because we're selfish people by nature. Right? Like we don't mind going to the restaurant and saying, I think I'll get the steak over the chicken because we know we're gonna eat it. We don't mind going to the hardware store and getting the tool we want or going shopping for clothes or getting that, the latest phone and splurging for ourselves. But when it comes to giving to others, being generous towards other people, sometimes we skimp, right? Because it's hard to be selfless. It, it costs us something. And I'm here to tell you what Jesus said. One simple rule that will help us with our relationships. And this rule that he gives us, this, this command that he gives us, this, this advice that he gives us, even if you want to call it that, this is a golden ticket for us, right? This golden ticket, right? Why is it a golden ticket? Because it's universal. This truth works whether you're dealing with your spouse whether you're dealing with your children, whether you're dealing in your job with people in your job place, whether you're in the grocery store, right? It works. Whether, you know, you have a person who hates you and you're trying to decide how do I handle the person who hates me? It works in the boardroom when you're, you're dealing business decisions, right? It even works, yes, with your in-laws, right? I mean, this is a golden ticket, this truth that Jesus speaks to us and I want to share with you today. What is that truth? It's Matthew chapter 7 verse 12. In the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus' the most famous sermon, Jesus says, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law of the prophets. Easier version, right? Easier, more modern English version says, Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. In essence, all that is taught in the law and the prophets is summed up here, right? So no matter what they do to you, right? No matter what you want Right? No matter what the situation is, right? Jesus' is golden ticket to us, right? his rule to us is treat them like you would want to be treated. Don't expect anything in return. right? Don't worry about how they respond. Don't try to manipulate the situ- situation. Don't try to make the person feel guilty or make them feel like you're more righteous. Just treat them like you want to be treated. And Jesus says, this will help us to have better relationships. Now, some of you are about ready to click off of this because you were hoping that I was gonna give you some deeper wisdom or some deeper insight. But the truth is, even though most of us know this verse by heart, even non-believers know the golden rule, do to others as you would have them do to you, most of us can't do it. Most of us don't wanna do it because it's very expensive, right? Most of us don't sit down and say, you know what, my neighbor's frustrated at me because of, of the parking situation outside of our houses that we share. Most of us don't sit down and say, how would they want me to treat them right now? Most of us are just angry that they said something to us or you know, we want our way. Most of us don't sit down and think about what the other person's thinking and what they want. Most of us don't say, I think they would like me to move my car, so I'm just gonna do it because this is what Jesus commands me to do. Right? And Jesus said it another way. Let me phrase it this way. Matthew 22, a couple chapters later in the book of Matthew, they say, Jesus, what's the greatest law? He says, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He says, the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. You know, and then again, again, goes on to say the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commands, right? Love God, love people. Now we hear that, we say it in our church all the time, but it's not just love people, it's love people like you would love yourself, right? Love your neighbor as yourself because that is the way you want to be treated. This goes on in the Word of God, very similar in some different areas Paul, writing to the church and the people in Ephesus, writes in Ephesians chapter 5, he's encouraging marriages. He's encouraging wives, trust your husbands, submit to your husband. But then he goes and he tells husbands and men who are listening, please listen up. He says, husbands, this means that you are to love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave his life up for the church, right? To make her holy and clean, talking about on the cross, right? In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love themselves. The same exact theme over and over and over again in scripture. And guys, can I just encourage you right now, right? This is how we are called to love our wives. What did Jesus do? He came and he gave of himself and he served and he ultimately stretched out his arms and he died on the cross for the sake of people who needed forgiveness. And in the same way, husbands, We are called to lead in that and model that by laying our arms, not literally, but in the way that we serve, the way that we give of ourselves, right, the way that we say, you know what, I'm going to lay down my desires, my dreams, my plans, right? Even sometimes I want to spend my money this way, but you know what, I'm going to follow Jesus and I'm going to lay down my life. You know, I wanted to work late tonight to get something accomplished. I'm stressed out, but no, I'm going to go home early maybe so that I can be with my family or I'm going to go take my child out and spend time with them. It's laying down of our lives and God calls calls us to do that, and I believe that as we do that, we will have better relationships in the long run. Why? Because this truly is love. The question is, is it too expensive? Can we handle that? Will we do that? Jesus calls us, not just as people who want better relationships, but people who believe and trust that Jesus died for our sins as followers of him. He says, you are called to take up your cross follow me, deny yourself, right? That is the expensive call of a follower of Jesus Christ. Paul understood this. He said this to the Galatians. He said, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but it is Christ who lives in me. He didn't say literally that he's crucifying himself, no. But as he gave up his own dreams, his own demands, his own religious practices, said, I am willing to sacrifice all that for the sake of following Jesus. But as I do that, here's the truth. Jesus lives in me, right? I access that resurrection power in my life, right? We won't have resurrection power if we're not willing to die to ourselves. Back in May, just a month ago, uh, I was at the local Pennsylvania Assemblies of God conference that they had. And uh, I was so honored to be able to listen to Dick Brogdon, who's one of the overseers or the main overseer of a missions organization called Lib Dead. And Live Dead focuses on sending missionaries to the hardest places in the world, especially to Arab countries, places where the gospel has never been preached or where it's not welcomed, where it's dangerous. Hence the name Live Dead, that you've got to be willing to lay down your life completely for that. And, uh, you know, Dick was encouraging all the pastors there to love Jesus, of course, and to share the gospel, but he also encouraged us. To lay down our lives for Jesus every single day, and that's a high calling, right? We don't like to do that. And he shared again: we access resurrection power through dying to ourselves, right? And Dick Brogdon said something I will never forget. He says we need other people to help us to take up our cross and to crucify ourselves. He said, if you think of it literally, right, right, literally, we could we could take a hammer and we could maybe put ourselves on a literal cross and we can bend over and we can nail the nails into our feet if we had that sort of strength, right? And maybe, just maybe, we could hold a nail into our hands somehow and hold it in a way and nail the one hand to the cross. But then he says, it is impossible, no matter what superhuman strength and what grit you have, it is physically impossible to nail that other hand to the cross. He said, how can we crucify ourselves? How can we lay our lives down? He says, we need other people to accomplish this, right? We basically put a hammer in other people's hands and we say to our wives, help me to crucify myself. We say to our children, help me to crucify myself or to coworkers or people who are to us. Figuratively, they help us to crucify our selfish desires and our selfish tendencies and our desires to just live for ourselves. And sometimes it is painful. Sometimes we hate the process but we will never experience resurrection power until we die to ourselves. I don't believe we'll fully follow Jesus Christ until we're willing to die to ourselves. And I don't believe we'll experience life change in our relationships until we're willing to be selfless and die to ourselves. And that is very costly. But I'm telling you, it's a cost that not only is worth it, but it's the cost that Jesus calls his followers. As he says, come and follow me. And sometimes for me, it's in my most selfish moments, right? That I wanna do my own thing, that this is the most painful. But when I know Jesus, I'm giving of myself, I'm giving myself to this other person. I'm being treated unfairly or I don't wanna do this. I wanna do something else. Can I just be selfish for one day? When I give of myself, I say, I know that you're accomplishing it, something through it. I'm gonna experience resurrection power and I know I'm gonna reflect you to others. And I know in the long run, I'm gonna have a better relationship with this person as I lay my life down. So in conclusion, listen i want to ask you are you willing to pay the price for a better relationship are you willing to lay your life down it's going to be painful at moments it's going to be hard but it's the call that jesus gives to us husbands i just want to encourage you real quick lay your lives down for your spouse continue day in and day out and serve your wife lay yourself down and put her first and you will experience a blessing in your life that you never thought you'd experience between the closeness between you and your wives. Listen, I encourage you parents, lay your what lives down for your children. This doesn't mean you let them do whatever they want. It doesn't mean you don't discipline them. It doesn't mean that you don't give them consequences depending on how old they are, but what it does mean is that you focus on them, you give them the time and the attention that they need, you listen to them, right? You care for their needs above your own needs, and I'm telling you, it's going to come back a lifelong blessing. Let me take a moment to pray for you. I know this is a difficult word. We need Jesus's strength through the Holy Spirit to allow this to be accomplished in our lives. Let's pray together. Jesus, I thank you for just the golden truth that you told us. Hey, live, live and treat others how you want to be treated. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your, love your wives as you love yourself. Lord, I thank you for these truths, Lord, but they're hard to live out. And when we get to the end of ourselves, we, we come and we say, we need your resurrection power to do it. We need you to strengthen us. So would you help us to truly lay down our lives for the people that are most important in our lives? And help us to lay down our lives, even for other people. Lord, that you send our ways, that we can be an example of Jesus Christ. And we can have the better relationships that you intend us to have. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today.